This is Doc, and welcome back to another edition of the Boneyard. That was Stevie Ray Vaughn, Life by the Drop. And uh, let me tell you, folks, this uh, this podcast is going to get a little, a little real for me. Uh, back in, uh, I guess it was 2008, I started living Life by the Drop. Uh, I was drinking to feel. I know that may sound strange to some, but, uh, yeah, I was at a, a low point in my life where I was basically numb to uh, everything that was going on around me. So, yeah, I, I drank to feel. I had only been back from Iraq for, hell, less than uh, three and a half years, maybe. Uh, still hadn't quite figured out what the hell was going on with myself. So, uh, at that point, I guess I was... Uh, what you call uh, comfortably numb, <laughs> to use the uh, immortal words of uh, Pink Floyd there, Roger Waters. Uh, yeah, I was definitely comfortably numb. So I was uh, living life by the drop. You know, the uh, crazy part of it was that uh, no one really knew uh, what the hell was going on uh, on the inside. Uh, I was gainfully employed. I uh, was working for the state at that point. Uh, but nobody really knew uh, the, the hell and torment that I was going through. Uh, you know, I, I tried so hard to, to put up the front to, you know, let everyone know that, you know, hey, I had my shit together. I was okay. Uh, but, you know, deep down inside, I was just going through the motions. I was existing, if that makes sense. I was, I was <clears throat> basically uh, changing air into uh, carbon dioxide at that point. Uh, there was no real substance, just existence at that point. And uh, my weapon of choice was uh, Jim Beam. Yeah, yeah, good old Jim Beam. Uh, straight. Not on the rocks, just, you know, out of the bottle. Now, uh, <clears throat> I can't speak for all combat vets, uh, only myself, but uh, there is a, a common thread amongst those who uh, have, have served like that and uh, those who have, have came back and uh, tried to uh, reintegrate back into some semblance of of normalcy, I guess. Uh, you never really get over what you've been through, but at the same time, you also put up a, uh, a mental wall 
And you do that as a form of self-protection, a, a way to cope. And the, uh, the byproduct of that is uh, becoming emotionally numb. Uh, you don't feel. The only emotion that you really feel is anger. Uh, anger towards yourself, anger toward others. But uh, yeah, man, I was, I was there. Uh, and it's funny, you know, I, over the years, I, I've read countless of, uh, countless stories from, uh, Vietnam vets, returning Vietnam vets who, uh, who dealt with their combat trauma. And, uh, believe it or not, it was a nurse who worked in a, uh, surgical hospital. I can't remember if it was at, uh, Cameron Bay or, uh, or where the hell it was in country, but, uh. She had seen so much shit that, you know, she had, had drank to feel. And, you know, I, I related to that. You know, I'd become the, uh, the epitome of that analogy. You know, I, I drank to feel. You know, I wanted to feel. I was emotionally numb. There was nothing there. No happy, no sad, just nothing, like static, so to speak. You know, it's funny, folks. Uh, I titled this uh, this podcast Looking for the Answers at the Bottom of a Bottle. Well, uh, <laughs> I can tell you from experience, uh, there are no answers at the bottom of a bottle. Uh, unless you're drinking mezcal, all you find is a worm. And, uh, yeah, that's that's basically what I found. I, I found a worm. Uh, I didn't find any answers. Uh, no matter how, how hard I tried, uh, no matter how many bottles of, uh, of Jim Beam I went through, it, there were no answers, just nothing really. Uh, I was beating my head against the wall. It took a long, hard look at myself in that condition to figure out, Hey, look, man. You are headed down a slippery slope of alcoholism. Uh, if you don't pull your head out of your ass, that's exactly where you're going to end up. And uh, yeah, I was I was headed that way, man. I I had a uh, I had it greased the wheels, and that shit was rolling real real fucking fast downhill. Uh, I think my uh, saving grace was the fact that. Uh, that my uh, biological father was a uh, was an alcoholic, and uh, I didn't want to end up the way that that he did. Uh, and yeah, it was it was it was rough, man. <laughs> it was it was rough. But I was, you know, the the funny thing of it is, was I was consumed by my own misery. I guess uh, you know, looking back on it now. You know, looking at it with a, a, a clear head and a clear, clear conscience, you know, I can say that, but yeah, at the time I, I didn't realize what the hell was going on. You know, all I knew was, uh, you know, there was one drink after another and, you know, before you knew it, the, uh, the bottle was empty and you were just as numb as you were to begin with.
Well, shit, if that doesn't sum it up, I don't know what does. Uh, <laughs> comfortably numb. Uh, that, that classic tune by Pink Floyd. That Roger Waters, David Gilmore classic. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what, uh, that's what it's all about, folks. Uh, or that's what it was all about. Uh, being comfortably numb. Uh, fortunately, uh, I was able to, uh, like I said, pull my head out of my ass and, uh, get my priorities sort of straight at that point. Uh, don't get me wrong though. Uh, you know, I, I do, uh, do like to have a, uh, a cold one now and then, uh, you know, hell, I even still like a, uh, a good old fashioned Jim Beam and Coke or uh, bourbon and Coke. But, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's for a different reason now, you know, it's now it's just for the enjoyment of having a drink. It's not having a crutch to lean on, you know, something to, uh, to make me feel, you know, I've, I've realized, you know, over the years that, uh, that it's okay to, to relive, Unfortunately, you know, the, the, uh, the shit that's happened and, uh, to embrace that. And, uh, you know, the, the funny part of it is, uh, you know, I did that shit to myself. So I really have nobody else to blame. You know, I volunteered to go over to Iraq. I didn't have to, you know, I was out. I was out of the military at that point. So yeah, uh, you know, I, I stuck my hand up in the air and said, Hey, you know, you know, I'll go. I'll do it. And, uh, in doing so, you know, I've taken responsibility for, you know, some of the emotional baggage and shit that's, that's went along with it. But, uh, you know, I've grown a lot from that experience. You know, I learned that it's, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to let yourself feel, you know, I had to learn that it's okay to let yourself feel whether it's, uh, pain, whether it's sadness, whether it's joy, whatever, you know, it is okay. It's fucking okay to feel. What's not okay is to put that mental block up and not to feel. To not embrace what is part of you, you know, be it good, be it bad. You know, your experiences in combat are whatever, you know, the shit that happens in life are, are part of you. It's, it's unmistakable. It's inescapable. You can't run from that shit. If you try, eventually it's going to catch up with you. So why not just fucking embrace it, you know? And I, as one from experience, you know, I learned it the hard way. You know, I learned, unfortunately, uh, through trial and error and uh you know i learned a, a valuable lesson from my life at the bottom of a bottle uh living life by the drop so to speak uh thank you stevie ray for that yeah man you know i was the the epitome of that uh, i am not ashamed of it do i wish it didn't happen hell yeah you know uh i'm not gonna lie folks you know i would rather have not had that part of my life happened, but it is what it is. You know, it's what you do with it. Hopefully you'll learn from those mistakes. And, you know, I, 
I hate to characterize that or generalize that as a mistake, so to speak. Uh, yeah, looking back on it now, it's easy to say that. But at the time, you know, that was my reality. That was what I had. I didn't see it as a mistake. You know, like I said, it's it's what was at that moment. Of course, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, as the saying goes. So, yeah, you know, looking back, you know, I'm sure that, you know, I could have done things different. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. You know, I'm not the same person I was back then. Uh, I would not take a million dollars for that experience, nor, you know, would I change it because it's made me who I am today and I'm a better person because of it. I will not cast blame or judgment for anybody else in that situation. Believe me, you know, that would be very hypocritical of myself to do that. I understand why. I understand how, because fucking hey, man, I've been there, you know, and I will never cast blame at someone else for being in that position. All I can say is there's an outstretched hand waiting for you if you want to reach up and grab it. I am my brother's keeper. That's that's what we live by. We leave no man behind. Man or woman, so to speak. You know, there is always help out there if you want it. If you reach that point where you feel you need to, to put your hand up, we're there. There is always someone there. When I first uh, started these these podcasts, I had a, uh, a friend of mine... Uh, Remind me that the uh, the page in my survival guide might be someone else's lifeline. Well, hey, you know, I hope this is it. I hope this is someone else's lifeline. I hope someone else sticks their hands up out of that, that sinking tire or that sinking quagmire and uh, reaches for help. Because that's what it's all about, folks. I'm going to cut this podcast a little short this week uh and as always i thank you for uh for tuning in and let me uh ramble on incessantly (laughs) so to speak uh if you have any questions or comments please feel free to let me know at the boneyard 2021 at yahoo.com that's the boneyard boneyard 2021 at yahoo.com uh and this is a production of whiskey niner one productions So until next week, folks, I will see you later. Peace.